go. All right. Okay, welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday, everybody. Glad uh, so many of you are jumping on today. Good to see you guys on here, and and uh, hopefully we give you something to think about today. We've got some good stuff to talk about. I have a few good questions that came in. Um, as you guys are jumping on uh, this Facebook Live video, um, post your questions. So if you got questions, start putting them in the comments, and that way when we get to that part, um, we're ready. We can do it. So... Anyways, uh, as we begin, I want to thank our sponsors this week, Joseph G. Saddlery. Uh, those of you that know my buddy, Joe G., he builds really good britchins and breast collars and, and all sorts of good good mule gear. So if you're looking for some good stuff, make sure you, you look Joe up. He does a great job. Um, his website is josephgsaddlery.com. Last name is G-E-E, so josephgeesaddlery.com, but he's awesome, so support him and uh we appreciate that um as far as announcements you got what announcements you got got anything well we have a clinic finally (laughs) oh my gosh uh monday oh well sunday night we're headed to tropic utah um i'm so happy that uh, bryce canyon mule days did not cancel it's the only mule days that i know of that is still going right now and uh, we're very grateful to mclean meekum and sam scaling and all them in charge so on Sunday, we're going to drive down there, and we have a clinic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Tropic, Utah. I can't tell you how excited I am to get back on the road. So looking forward to it, even though we've had a million cancellations. But we are so grateful to those of you who stuck in there with us and, and are hanging in there with us. So anything else? Nope. Nope? Not that I can think of. Okay, let me got my list of things right here. Um I also wanted to say thanks to all you guys that are uh, keeping up with the Everyday Mulemanship Challenges. Um, Hope you guys are liking them. If you're liking them, hit that thumbs up button, that like button on here. Let me know you guys are still doing those. Um, I appreciate you guys writing in and uh, sending us emails and messages telling us how that's going for you. Um, Hopefully you guys are still following along and doing good. Um, It seems like there's a few views on the video, um, but they're kind of slowing down from the beginning. But uh, anyways, hopefully you guys are enjoying the videos and, and, and getting something out of that. But uh, I wanted to, for your meal tip Tuesday today, I had a little uh, uh, a little message for you that I thought was valuable. So I'm going to grab this and so I can read it to you. But um, I have this journal that I keep and I write down all this, uh, all little things that I think of. Um, most of the time I learn while I'm out riding my mules. So when I'm in the middle of working, all of a sudden I have this revelation of what I should be doing with the mule and how it's supposed to go together. I pick up little pieces while I'm riding. I don't know about you guys, how you learn, but for me, that's a big piece of my learning is when I'm out there doing it. Um, you can watch videos all day. You can read books all day, articles, podcasts, whatever. But for me, um, I learn when I'm in the middle of working of these things. So I, I like to take an idea and go apply it to the meals. And, and, uh, anyways, I just opened my journal up today and I thought, well, I'm going to, whatever I come to on the page, I'm going to tell you guys that for your meal tip Tuesday today. Nice. Uh, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. I opened up my journal and put my finger down and this is what I found. And it was awesome. Anyways, this is a note. I, I wrote this note, um, about five years ago, um, but the the note that I 
wrote, and these are to myself. This is what I write to myself here. But it said to ride with dignity and accuracy everywhere you go, regardless of scenery, location, or who you're with. And um, I think the who you're with is a big part of that. Yeah, but some people dignity and accuracy in everything you're doing, wherever you're riding, and, and how you're riding, and who you're with. Um, this is the most common thing I hear, and I've mentioned this before, is folks say, oh, geez, I, I just ride trails tag. I don't need all that fancy stuff. And they're calling some of the moves and exercises that we practice fancy, which I don't know why. Arena. Fancy. Arena stuff. I just ride trails. I don't need that stuff. And um, to me, I ride exactly the same. If you guys come and hung out with me, I ride exactly the same here at home or in the arena or out in my hayfield, or up on the mountain, or moving cows, uh, wherever you're at, I, I ride the same. Hey, my Aunt Candy's on here. Look at that. What's up, Candy? Sorry. A distraction <laughs> we squirrel. We don't see her very yeah. often. Yeah, I'd never see my aunt. Um, anyways, but ride ride with dignis, dignity and accuracy everywhere you go, um, and pay attention. Um, and uh, this means a lot to me. And I've talked about standards before. And sticking to your standard uh, with your mules and your horses and your donkeys, wherever you're at. But uh, this is a big one. And and trail riding can really get you guys because so many times you can get going down the trail and you're surrounded by trees or rocks or whatever. And it's really easy just to kind of sit and become a passenger um, or just start following somebody. But ride with dignity and ac accuracy. Um, look up dignity. That's There's interesting definitions of dignity. Um, but to me, it's sticking to my standards. And um, I ride the same wherever I'm at. Uh, for my mules, they know that A always means A, B always means B. And uh, anyways, what do you have to add to that, Sky? Yes. Come on. I. That's what I have. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> great. It was great. You just on this this Facebook Live just because you're cute? No, definitely not. That's definitely not it. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you guys have any comments about that, let me know. Um, I think I'll do that more often. You guys, should I do that more often? Should I just open up my journal and just put a finger down and see what comes to be? Maybe I you got... should just read it to them. Like... Yeah, just write, read my journal. <laughs> I have I have two, two full journals now of um, just mealmanship stuff that I think of or I... I uh, uh, comes up in my mind or what my own discoveries anyways so let me know what you think about yes that. all those hard cool. things um anyways those of you that have questions start posting them on here i got a couple of que i got three questions here i'm gonna that i got written down and i'm few, gonna so we're good good all right so sandy reynolds wrote in and her question i saw sandy on here i think she's on here um sandy say hello again if you're on here uh anyways uh, her question, long story short, was how to fix or help a cinchy mule. And her question wasn't so much on how to keep them from getting cinchy, but how to fix them when they already are. Like if you bought a mule and it's cinchy, how to deal with it. And I thought that was a good question to cover because uh, we we have a mule that uh, that's kind of like that. Um, and there's different definitions of cinchy. Uh, some of you, cinchy might mean you you get that cinch tight and they want to blow up and buck. Some of you, like our mule, we have a mule that just sucks in air and goes, <gasps> hold your air. There's Sandy. She's on here. Good. Um, that kind of sucks in air, and she'll ha she'll get herself about two or three inches out of that cinch. You'll think it's tight, 
and she'll have two or three when inches. She's holding like she holds her breath. Like, yep. She won't blink. So, <laughs> Sandy, to answer your question, I'm gonna. Uh, it, it's the same regardless of like I said, if they're butt wanting to buck with a cinch, or if they are holding their breath or whatever. But um, I I fix it the same way as I would prevent it. So this answers both ends of the deal. Um, I take my time cinching. I'll I'll put the saddle. So I throw my saddle on. And I will just do up the cinch to where the saddle won't roll off or fall off. So it's pretty loose. I could probably stick my whole hand between the cinch and the mule. It's pretty loose. And then I'll go about, do up the rear cinch, put the britching on, uh, just the breast collar, whatever. Just kind of check the gear, whatever. And I'll come back and I'll cinch it just a little bit more. Maybe one hole more. Then... I'll finish my saddle and whatever I need to do there, get my stuff ready, get myself ready, and then I will do a little groundwork for a minute. And then right before I get on, I'll probably take another two holes. And that's how I would fix it. I just do that every time. Now, also, if they're cinchy, uh, and this is a lot like the meal that I'm talking about that we have that's kind of cinchy and holds your breath, they'll want to hang back on the lead rope if you've got them tied up. So if they're cinchy, I absolutely won't tie them. If I want to fix this, if I want to work at this, I'm not going to tie them up to saddle. When I'm fixing this, so uh, I'll take my time, and then it looks like she just put put another comment up. Sandy said, "My gilding would continually walk or blow up and throw himself down." All right. Well, another thing you can do if he's if he's that bad, um, throwing himself down, then I'll just get my lariat rope and I'll put him in the round pen. And what I'll do is I'll just get I'll just get him roped and I'll put that rope around their cinch. And um, I'll the cinch area, yeah, excuse me, cinch area, um, right in that cinch pocket. Um, and I will just tighten up that uh, rope, and I'll kind of hold on to it. And if they want to blow up or buck or throw a fit, I'll just keep holding it. And as soon as the horse or the, the mule kind of settles down a little bit, then I'll loosen up on that rope. And then I'll tighten it up again, and they might want to blow up or buck or fart around, and I'll just, I'll do that over and over until they pretty well become desensitized to that rope around their cinch area. And then I'll move it to the back cinch, and then you can even move it to the flank, too, and um, get them used to things like that. Um, I like to do that with colts before I ever even uh, put a saddle on for the first time, too. That's a good way, but anyways, just having good standards and cinching them upright, you know, taking your time, and don't just, and uh, I always tell folks in my clinics, don't be a jerk. Don't jerk that cinch up. So many people want to just pop that cinch and and uh, put too much effort into it, and you don't need to do that. So that was a good question, San uh, Sandy. Uh, Chancy Fuller, have you seen Chancy on here yet? I have not seen his name. Chancy, I could have missed. I hope you're on here. If you are, say hello. Um, Chancy had a question: How to help a mule that is bad head shy and ear shy? Um, how do you help it out? Um, the main thing with I think these... wasn't it how to bridle it? I don't know. I thought it was just how to help. You're the one that gives me these questions. Well, I just sent you the screenshot. <laughs> Anyways, Chansey asked about... Okay, we'll talk if about... If you're on here, then comment. Yeah, Chansey, correct specific us. Specific to the bridle. I thought it was. Well, all I could right. be wrong. So, well, it doesn't matter if it is or not. It's all the same answer. First of all, um, I'm going to get my groundwork good because these, these animals that are head shy, ear shy, whatever, they really get to where they'll shove you with their shoulders. It's really hard to work with the head when they're shoving you with their shoulders and their body. I see a lot of animals will just stick their head in the air and they shove through you with their shoulders or the, or their rib cage or whatever. 
A lot of people don't think about this piece, but it's the most important piece. So I will spend a lot of time on my groundwork getting them handy. They need to be able to clear the front, yield the front to me. They can't push on me, shove on me, things like that. I won't even worry about the head shyness. That's not something I would even think about until I got them to where they weren't pushing me so bad. And it's interesting, if you get that going good, Chancy, then you'll be so surprised on how much you've fixed already with the with the being head shy and whatever. So uh, do that first of all. Second of all, um, you guys all know I, I like to use a flag now and again. So I get my flag out and I get to where I could work my way up uh, the main line toward their ears with that flag. I get to where I could work my way up from the nose up to the eyes and to the ears from the front and on sites where they just didn't care about that flag. And that might take me a few sessions too. But um, the one thing with the head shy and the ear shy, there's so many things out there you can... Please don't YouTube it, actually. <laughs> don't YouTube it. There's some crap out there. Anyways, there's a lot of a lot of old school uh, crappy deals that people put out there and pinching their lips and pinching ears. And, well, you can force it you know, if you really gosh. want to, but that's not Yeah, the... I mean, there's lots of ways to get a bridle on. My gosh, I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, that's not the point, and that's not the question that he's asking. He's asking how does he fix it and help the mule. So... It'll take some time. Think about, they don't get ear shy real fast. It takes a long time for them to kind of get head shy and ear shy. So it'll take you a long time to fix it. But I just work my way up with that flag. And then pretty soon I'll replace the flag with my hand. To where I, I can rub my hand up the main line all the way to the ears. My hand up from the nose all the way up to the to the ears. Um, and again, work on that groundwork. Uh, lateral flexion, teach them how to lower their head. All those things right there will help you. Uh, to get them over being head shy, and it'll take a little bit of time. It'll, you know, if if you got something that's really extreme case, it's going to take you a, uh, a week or two to make some good progress on this thing. You know, it's not something that oh today was was amazing. You know, it'll take you a couple weeks. So, anyways, hope that gives you something to think about, Chancy. You have something to add to that? Yeah, I do. Well, I thought maybe you want to mention things that cause the ear shyness yeah. that we see. I've yeah, seen. Name a few. I've seen so many people just crank on those ears trying to get the bridles on. Yep. And I'm sometimes watching like this, ah, ah, yep. you know, and they're like, I saw somebody just kind of crinkle the ear down and then push it through. You know, yep. like, oh, oh, and the mule is fine, but over time, they're probably not going to like that. Tell them my rule for the ears when you're bridling. Ears forward. Ears always forward. So, unless it's loose enough, I guess sometimes you can go back if you're not bent, pushing. Yeah. But we do the Don't far ever... ear first, yep. and we... we have them go forward, then the close ear second, and we also have our our bridles adjusted to be a little looser when we put them on, so that there's room to get those ears in without pinching and pulling. Yep. And I've seen some people reach underneath the leather and pull, clunk. Yep, <laughs> pop that ear out. Pop it in. Yeah, they're not born head shy and ear shy. They're pretty easy to get along with. Um, but yeah, I, and when I like she said, I always loosen up that bridle to the last hole on the left side before. Right when I take it off, that way when I go to put it on, it's plenty loose. I saw a comment here that I wanted to get to. Uh, Gary Danner, or Daner, I don't know. Gary says, my mule is not ear shy or head shy. She is bit and bridle shy, not halter shy. Well, if they're, uh, some of them do get a little troubled about taking the bit. And um, what I'll do, uh, a tip on bridling, and if you guys go back to the challenge videos that I've sent out, um, and we have a few others around there, but I always put the bit in from the right side. Most of you back in 4-H probably learned to bit from the left. When you bit and open their mouth from the left side, 
what does the horse or the mule want to do? They want to take their head away. You're like so, pushing it. Yeah, you're pushing away. the head away. So I will bit from the right side, and I use my, uh, I'm holding the bit in my left hand, and I use my middle finger on the right side of the mouth, and I press against the lip and against the tooth, and they'll open right up. And it doesn't take much pressure at all, and they'll open up. And So, Gary, I would work on just getting that mule to open its mouth, and then you can work with a rope. Some of, them, some of these mules, these poor mules, folks have, you've maybe run the bit across their teeth a bunch of times, and they can get pretty sensitive. And so you might have to work with a rope a little while and, and uh, kind of redeem yourself on that too. Uh, James Perkins has a question. There's a bunch of questions all the way up. Uh, well, these are about the oh, bridle specifically. How size of... Uh, How size what's, he's probably saying what size, of, what size of bridle to get the right fit. I don't know. What was he saying here? Sorry, maybe, James. You're maybe autocorrect. Is probably try try you. your question again. Yeah, Malcolm. James James okay. Perkins, post your question again. I don't know. That autocorrect, I think, got you. Okay. Um, and then uh, Cammie Lundin. I talked to Cammie Lundin. I don't know if, if you're on here, Cammie, or not. If you are, say hello again. But Cammie Lundin uh, had a question. Her mule, her young, she got a young colt named Gus. Uh, that is throwing an absolute fit when it's tied up. Uh, she's saying that he's pawing like crazy, kicking like crazy, throwing tantrums, um, slamming himself all over, uh, and working himself up into a lather. What, uh, she said, what do I do about that? And, um, leave him tied up. <laughs> That's pretty well it. Uh, I've, safe I've, space. I've mentioned it before on here on these Meal Tip Tuesdays, so I know this is a repeat and that's totally fine. But my favorite way to tie mules up is with a high line. If you're not familiar with a high line, um, basically we're running a rope. If you have trees, that's awesome. If you don't, you're going to have to build some poles or something. But I love to use a high line and I like to have it uh, about 8 feet to 10 feet off the ground. And. Um, it's going to be tight enough that you could play a, a guitar tune on it. And, uh, and I'll tie them to that. The nice thing about a high line is it gives these mules some freedom to go so they make a choice to stay. And what is what's going to happen when they're tied up to a high line, they're going to walk forward and that rein or the lead rope is going to pick up on the rope halter. It's going to tip them and they're going to roll their hind around. Then they're going to rush back this way and it's going to pull them here and they're going to roll their hinds around. And uh, anyways, it's a great tool. Um, when they're tied up to just a hitching rail, which like here I have a hitching rail, um, or just tied up to your trailer or just to a fence, they they get to where they don't, they're limited on their movement. So they, A, they start pawing, B, they start pacing, or they start weaving their head. I see that a lot. Um, or they just get real impatient. Um, but with a high line, it, at least you get something good out of it. So that's the first thing, Cami, is I love the high line. Second of all, they just need to be there like, uh, we had how, how long are all these mules out here tied up today? Right. Uh, I I think <laughs> I hours. I think I tied them up at ten and um, we just put them away. So seven hours that about set about seven hours six or seven hours they're tied up today. Um, all these colts when they got here beginning this month every one of them would paw and pace and kick each other and bite each other sky was getting so annoyed <laughs> they're all oh, annoying they just they just bite pick and peck and paw because they're all and new. sweat and and they just you know they just couldn't stand being tied up well well as we're going on week four that most of these meals have been here and today they're all tied up and all of them are just quiet 
just quiet all day long, and they would have been quiet another couple hours if I if I needed them to. So, Cammy, that's a big piece of it too. Is is just keeping them tied up uh, for a little t- a little more time. But to add to that, I was telling her there's two pieces that that's going to help with this tying up. Number one is is Gus, this colt of hers, is just going to have to learn some coping skills. He's just going to have to learn to stand there tied and hang in there tied up and not throw a fit. It's like these teenagers when they get dumped by their boyfriend or girlfriend, they just <laughs> they just have to learn some coping skills, okay? Like it's not the end of the world to be tied up. Or like your five-year-old or seven-year-old having to learn how to do a chore. Yep. <laughs> yep. They got to learn some coping skills. And I think my kids need some coping skills. I was like, they do. I hear I know. fighting I right now. I think they're singing. Actually. Okay, singing, fighting, whatever. <laughs> Sounds the same. So coping skills, number one, Cammie. Number two, Gus, th- this mule she's asking about has not been ridden yet. He's just a young little punk. But you'll find when you start riding them with quality and you get these mules mentally engaged that they will stand, they will stand nice. And they will figure it out. Uh, when their brain is being asked questions and they're answering these questions, it makes a big difference. Like so. their, their brain's being stimulated through the yep. day, then they don't have as much trouble elsewhere. That's right. Know? Like taking your kids to the park, sometimes they just need to have something to do. All of you need to tie your mules up more. That's that's just such an easy gig, and they need lots of it. Why don't you scroll back and let's take some of these live questions here. You guys are doing good on these questions. Looks like we've got quite a few. We're going to go way um, up and try and catch all you people from the beginning. Hope you guys are doing great out there. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I saw at the bottom while I'm looking for one, they want to know if you'll make a roaching video. A roaching video? That's or, a good idea. I will make one. Or maybe one. you could say some tips while I look. Is there Was there a certain question about um, roaching they wanted to know? Sean Colby asked, but I didn't get to see the whole question, so okay. maybe we'll get to it. All right, looks like you guys, lots of people commenting on here. Good to see uh, all of you on this Facebook Live. I hope you guys like these Mule Tip Tuesdays and keep hanging in here with us. We do this for you. This is this is your time to ask questions, and and uh, we like to talk mules every Tuesday with you. All right, we got a question. Dan Hayden, I think Dan's coming down to Tropic this next week, right? Yeah. All right, Dan, what's up? Um, Was it Tropic? I can't yep. remember now. What can I do to help my wife gain confidence with our mule? She has only rode a few times ever. Well, Dan, the main thing with confidence, or when people lack confidence, it's you can you can just trade in the word confidence with the word knowledge, and that's the only thing that can that can uh, build confidence is knowledge. So, Dan, the more your wife can learn about mules, learn how to ride them, learn how to move them, learn how to operate, they'll get confidence. It's just like if you know I'm not too handy with the with tractors and stuff. And, You're gonna admit that now? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were when we were first married. <laughs> I, I was trying to impress Sky. Like I I know what I'm doing here, and uh, I borrowed a. No, no. This is what happened. Okay. Was he? We borrowed it from my dad, a, a skid steer or something. Yep, a bobcat skid steer. Yeah, yep. and he went to go get it off of the trailer, and I said, because my dad had brought it over. We're first married, and I said, I said, um. Do you know how to operate that thing? <laughs> he just took that as like a, a dig. Of course I know how. And <laughs> yep. Anyways, started that thing up, and that thing about bucked me off quicker it than any mule has. Going down that like... trailer, 
And uh, I lost my confidence in that really fast. Because <laughs> so I did I. Yeah, she lost her confidence in me. But the deal is, Dan, I had no education. I had no knowledge on how to run that thing. And it was so stinking touchy. And sometimes people with mules can be just <laughs> like that. To where maybe the mule is a little touchy and it's, it's not quite easy to get along with. And if you don't have the education on how to get along with that mule... Well, you might might have trouble. So, Dan, that's my tip to you uh, for your wife to gain confidence with the mule is to get education. And you're coming to the clinic this week, so also, you're getting that. I think having a good steady eddy to start with for somebody to get that confidence. Yeah, if you're new to mules and you're not, um, I don't know, there's some people that are a little bit more mellow, um, get you a nice, something gentle. Um, something good to learn on. Let's see here. Okay. Stacy Scott has a question. My last question was what to do when a mule is determined to get back on the on property or gate, brings her head into into the left, pushes me right sideways, but then pulls her head straight as I'm trying to move her hind quarters. So if I'm reading this right, Stacy, you're you're trying to go somewhere, your mule's pushing to the right, you got his head bent to the left, and you're trying to move the hinds, and they just take that head away from you. Uh, that reminds me of a, a mule I'm working with here. Uh, I've had a mule here for three weeks that I'm working on named Buddy. And Buddy is real pushy like that, too. He does the same exact thing on the ground. So, Stacy, it'll be easier for you, rather than having a tug-of-war in the saddle with this mule, it'll be much easier for you if you get that mule yielding the hinds on the ground better and yielding the hinds with a loose rein. That is a big key to the groundwork that most people are missing, I've come to realize. A lot of people can do the moves, but the mule is bracy as can be. So Stacy, I bet your mule's heavy on you on the ground. So you can start there and get that going better. And then when you get to the saddle, um, whenever they get to pushing on you with and pulling on you with those reins and things, that tells you you need to use more leg. So you'll get that leg back further and try to get those hinds to come move uh, off that leg. That's what I do. Let me know what you think of that, Stacy. All right, let's see what else we got here. Good to see so many of you guys on here. Appreciate you being here with us today. I'm scrolling, trying to find another question. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, oh, Tammy Bradley, how often do you go back and read? Oh, she's just asking. How, long do you, or how, how often, often do I go back and read my mule journal? All the time. I just... I just open it up all the time. It's like my little mule Bible. But uh, um, Estella, Estella Holmes, good to see you on here. She says, my donkey is so heavy on the front end, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to donkeys. <laughs> um, most donkeys get heavy on the front end because people never give them a chance to be soft, and they just pull on the poor things from the beginning when they're born. Um so, Estella, um, the first key to getting this donkey so it's not so heavy on the front end is to clear the front. And that's also the very first step that we do in our groundwork checklist is clear the front. And that is right there in the beginning or right off the bat on the groundwork for a very particular reason. And that's just that, to get them lighter on this, on the forehand so they're not so heavy on it. So, Estella, do lots of that. Okay, uh, Sharon Williams, how... Do I slow a mule down, one that wants to go ahead of the pack? 
Oh, just make it easier to, to, to go slow and harder to go fast. Um, for example, um, if, if I'm working with a mule that wants to break over into the trot a lot, maybe something that's really forward like that, when I feel that mule surging and beginning to pick up some energy, beginning to pick up some life, I'll just roll the hinds, return to my trail. And then maybe I'm riding down the trail and it surges again. I can feel the energy picking up. You want to do it before the mule is going too fast. So as it's, as it's thinking about it. So you want to redirect the thought rather than correcting the action. So Sharon, that's what I do. I just roll the hinds, return to the trail. I wrote an article about this. Yep. What's that article called? I was just going to say, I'm gonna, after this, I'll post the video we made for a high line as well as an article we wrote about this exact thing. Or we, Ty, wrote it. <laughs> yeah, don't get no I share it, so... Yeah, everybody's like, oh, I love that Sky writes these articles. What, what Do people say about? that? No. I'm oh, I'm like, really? Doesn't it say your name at the bottom? Yeah, by times they're like, but I have people ask me, does Sky write your articles? I'm like, who do you think I am? I wish. I've yes, tried to pair. Because I, I tell them. Yes. I've tried to pair to write the articles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, Sharon, I think that article is called. It just left me. It's one of those that um, I can never remember the name. Oh, shoot. Finding the Opportunity. Yeah, Finding the Opportunity. There you go. That's why you got Sky with you. Yeah. Finding the Opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why she's here. Yep. <laughs> All right. Hey, O.D. Miller's on here, my buddy. Good to see you. Um, Paul Anderson writes in and asks, are there days that the mules are just wild <laughs> that you will choose to not work with them? Uh, windy days. Um probably are the hardest paul and i don't know what it is about the weather and then what's the i, I never remember that word is the barometric pressure what is that pressure like when my leg hurts when the no when idea. the weather changes like those of you that have busted bones like me like i broke my back my femurs my arms my ribs anyways they all hurt when the weather changes um is that barometric pressure i, I can't remember the word sorry paul I never knew that but yes there is something there to it. Um, for, for example, the wind. Um, if I'm riding out on the mountain when it's a windy day on a young mule, I'm just asking for trouble, and I'm just hanging in there with them because that wind will move the grass and move the brush, and they think there's a tiger out there. They think well, they're there's catching a lion. whiffs of yeah. things from all over. Yeah, they who knows can. Where. Yeah, they're they're catching smells that are miles and miles away, and they'll be looking everywhere. So if you got one that's inexperienced, windy day. Well, if you think about it, even I was thinking about it the I other day. Days. Like it messes with your hearing. It messes yep. sometimes with your like. M my eyes are all dried out from that anyway. Yep. So if you think about That's those things question. too. All right, I'm gonna take one more, and then we're gonna let you guys go because I know you got to get out and work those meals tonight. Um, all right, uh, Heather Boyd Cox asks how do i desensitize one that is terrified of a plastic bag i have tied them to everything around the <laughs> barn but the mule is terrified if i have one in my hand or on a stick so heather it's kind of like one of the uh, questions we got in the beginning uh, about the the ear shine stuff if you get this mule to where it is handy and it's centered and you've heard me talk about keeping these mules centered basically long short, short that's broke to where they wouldn't dare push on you um, they wouldn't dare turn around and bolt. They wouldn't buck. They're not going to rear up. They're not going to flip over. I mean, they're not. They're going to be with you. You get that going, and you'll realize that the desensitizing uh, really isn't that important. But nonetheless, I'll just hang in there. So uh, on the end of a stick, it's just like a flag. Okay, um, 
I will. I like to begin by introducing them to a flag or like this bag on a stick uh, by walking away. So I'll have that lead rope in my hand and I'm bringing them the mule with me and I got that flag out in front of me. It's the same way I get my mules used to moving cattle is I have somebody else go move the cows and I just jump in behind them and they get over it really easy. It's the same thing with this bag. And then uh, basically you just kind of shorten up that bubble and then you, you bring it towards them and you just get in there and you get out. So you, you bring the bag closer and then back off, closer and back off. And, and you just basically let them know that it doesn't mean anything. So that's how I go about it. Uh, Eventually your, they you know, learn, they learn like, I'll, I'll tell you if you need to be worried. Yep. <laughs> As I say to my meal, I'll let we're you know. fine. I'll let you know if we need to panic, but you just wait for me to tell you when. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I can't remember how many times, but Dr. Robert Miller wrote something about desensitizing and I can't remember I can't remember the amount of times the animal needs to see something before it confirms it is not a threat you know it's like these animals you know just think about wild horses how many times they pass that rock um, to go to the water or they they pass a certain stump to go to their grazing ground whatever uh, I can't remember what number it was I need to look it up I think it was like something like 62 62 times or something like that something ridiculous um, Maybe one of these days Dr. Robert Miller will jump on this. Probably not. But that'd be cool if he did. Um, anyways, but over a period of time, Heather, your meal will get over it. But anyways, that's good for today, folks. You guys need to get out there, ride your mules, ride well, your horses. Nighttime, and uh, get to work and have some fun. Um, I want to thank you guys for being on here. I'm so grateful. Um, we're loving all the reviews. We would love it if you could go on our page, TS Mules, and leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking the Mule Tip Tuesdays, the podcasts, the challenges, the live videos, everything else. Let us know how you're liking them. But we're grateful to you. Um, we appreciate everything. And uh, God bless you. And we'll see you guys next week. All right? Have a good one.